Hello and welcome back to the Happy Smiling People podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined by personal stylist and fashion model Nimba Pinkerton. Having been recruited by a modelling agency during university, Nimba curated her experience in the fashion industry before starting her own style consultancy business, Style Me Flawless. She offers courses on optimising your style, hairstyle, makeup and colours as well as personal shopping. Expect to learn how to create a capsule wardrobe, what two colours suit everyone, why people should stop wearing so much black, a few quick fixes to elevate your outfit today and much more. Enjoy the episode and do click subscribe to keep up to date with new releases. Nimba, hi, welcome to the show. Hi Emily, Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's so great to have you on. So question number one, how did you get into the fashion industry? Um, so the fashion industry thing, I think, was um, basically just by accident. Um, I, when I was at uni, I was approached by a photographer that uh, said I had a really good look and if I considered going to modelling. Um, so I was bored at the time. It was like first year of uni. I thought, why not? I'm just going to explore this. Um, so that led me into getting into a modelling agency which I'm still with at the moment, it's model team in Glasgow. Uh, so I got in with them, did a lot of different jobs, did the runway, did photo shoots, uh, both for magazines um, and advertising companies. So that's what got me really into modelling. And I think it, it was a great start, I think, to what I'm doing right now. It was, it gave me lots of experiences and experience in the fashion industry that I just wouldn't have had otherwise. So I'm really grateful for that photographer. I don't even remember his name. That really got me into this. Do you enjoy modelling? You hear a lot of horror stories of the modelling industry. Do you know, um, I I love modelling, but what I love more about modelling is the opportunities it gives you rather than the actual, you know, doing like the photo shoots and everything like that. Um, obviously, I love that as well. Um, but I think for me, it's meeting new people, it's having those conversations, it's learning from people. Um, and obviously a byproduct of that is getting some lovely photos at the end of it, and that's great. But I think what I love about it most is is the people it gets you in contact with and people that you get to meet and learn from. Completely. And then you have your own personal stylist brand and you do lots of fashion courses as well. Talk me through that. When did that start? How has it developed? Okay, so um, so you know how I told you about starting with the modelling at uni? So when I'd finished uni, so I studied finance and management science at Strathclyde Uni. And uh, around about the third year, I think we started to get companies coming in, uh, you know, like lots of financial companies wanting a lot of students to work for them. And so we're doing lots of presentations around about that time. I just remember feeling like I really don't want to do any of these things. Like, is something wrong with me? Um, and that was at that stage that I started to explore what my other options were. What what else could I do with my life? And it kind of got me back to square one. It was a starting point. And I was really starting from scratch. So what I'd done is I'd done, um, I did a personality test thing. And it tells you what kind of careers would be suitable. And I remember a lot of creative careers coming up. So I remember uh, creative, but also helping people. So I remember personal training was there, nutritionist, um, interior design. And I started to think there's maybe something in this. So 
image consulting came up as an option and I'd never heard of it before. And it really intrigued me. I thought, oh, what's that? And I looked into that and I realized it was actually very similar to what I was doing at the time. So around about that age, I started to tutor upcoming models. A photographer had asked me to do that. So I started to tutor them. And I kind of put my own course together and it was about like the catwalk, how to walk, how to present yourself and how to appear for castings. It may be changing your image through hairstyles, all these things that I knew had made a big difference for me with um, modeling. You know, as you know, I've got short hair and it was something that my agency had said, well, why don't we try the short hair? It's maybe a really good look for this. So it's stuff I'd implemented as well for the upcoming models. So when image consulting came up, I thought this is exactly the same as what I'm doing with the models, but I would really be doing this with real men and women, obviously. You know, the models were real as well, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's sort of something I could do for a career. So that got me excited. And I think I just had this passion in me that I was like, I need to explore this because if I don't explore this, I'm really going to just regret it and I thought well I've got my degree I can always go back to it if I need to um, and so I did another course in image consulting in London and that then I got started and my my business then is Style Me Flawless which is still obviously um, my personal styling business now and um, so that's really how I got into it and um, I, it's done amazingly well it's still doing amazing There's so many women coming through the door that need help with different things um, whether that's um, just learning about or discovering the personal style to needing some help with personal shopping, which has then it's recently also translated into um, a course. Um, it's like a group program that I do that involves uh, taking women through a six-week course that they then just discover their personal style, try and get the signature style locked in, and at the end of it, just develop this uh, capsule wardrobe that would um, work for both their personalities and their lifestyles as well. Are there any challenges for advising people on their style? Do you get any people thinking, oh, I'm not sure about that, or are they absolutely on board? Um, there's two sides to my business, and there is the educational side, which is what I love, I think, in a different life, I would have been a teacher and maybe just don't have the patience for kids. <laughs> so there's that, that side of me that loves uh, taking complex information and making it really, really simple for people. And because that's my passion, a lot of my consultations are geared in that manner. It's very educational. It's trying to get them to really discover who they are, what works. And in order to do that really well, I have to take myself um, out of the picture. I can't think oh, I can't force my own style onto my clients. I have to think of who they are as a person, which is actually, it sounds really it's simple, but it's actually quite a challenge because everybody is so different. What they love and like is so different. And it's really up to me to discover that and really get to the core of that and then help them sort of find that style that relates um, to who they are. So that bit I love because I think I've honed it quite well now that I can, I can tailor my consultations to suit my clients. And I think that the, the, the only kind of trouble has come in before where, yeah, where someone's maybe bought a gift voucher for a client and it's maybe like personal shopping. 
Um, and usually when people do personal shopping, it's because they've already done a consultation. So they understand it. They understand what colors work well for them. They understand what to dress for their shape. They understand how to put outfits together. So now I do the personal shopping after that. It's so much simpler for me because when I suggest something, they know why I'm suggesting that and they know that's going to work. Um, so an example that has maybe been challenging quite recently is, yeah, just someone bought a gift voucher and it was just for personal shopping. And it's basically a, a, an online personal shopping. So I do bought it in person and online. And it was online. So what they get is like a lookbook um, with items that I would recommend for a capsule. So that sounds great in theory. But I think when someone hasn't gone through that process of uh, personal style discovery, they don't understand well, they maybe think they do, but maybe don't understand it completely in terms of why I pick the colours and why I pick those styles. It's sometimes, if they're very stuck in, um, it's maybe a personality thing, if they're very stuck in what they think they like, it can be quite difficult to get them out of that comfort zone to explore new things because all they'll see is pictures and then think, oh, I'm not sure if I like that, I'm not sure if I like that. Um. And with the capsule, it's different because we're not buying individual pieces alone. We're trying to make sure those pieces are working as part of the capsule that they're going to mix and match. Um, and usually, it, it can look quite boring initially. It can, you know, it can look like very neutral, but we do have to start with the neutrals first and then add color because color is a nice to have rather than a must have. Um, yeah, so I think if people don't understand what we're trying to create, it can sometimes pose a challenge and it takes a lot more convincing for them to take it on board. Yeah, completely. So you are a personal stylist. You'll meet someone in a shopping centre to go through this process with them. Where do you start? Okay, so um, what tends to happen is people find me either through social media, so Instagram, Facebook, but actually mostly by email because people will Google personal stylist or come up. Um, so people will get in touch with me. Uh, I've just actually launched a new website and what I loved even about my old site is I've, I've kind of made it my own. I've tweaked it over time and I think I've made it as clear as possible for people to know what they're getting when they sign up for something. So that's made it a lot easier for me because people contact me and just say to me, I want the butterfly package. So I've actually named a lot of my packages by animal names, which is just an idea I had brainstorming with a friend like years ago. And it's really stuck. So one of the most common packages is the butterfly package, which is basically just a combination of a color consultation and style consultation. And so when people get in touch with me via my website, they'll say to me, oh, I really want to do the butterfly package. or want to do the peacock package. So I'll know exactly what that means. And obviously they go through everything, what's involved, what they're going to get. So it's just a case of contacting me. So what I do from there is I ask them to just complete a pre-profiling form because I don't get to meet them beforehand. So I'm trying to really gather as much information as possible from them. Um, uh, so they fill out a pre-profiling form and also send a couple of images. So just we need like a full length image so I can gauge what their body shape is and the proportions. And then they also head, uh, send some headshots, which just gives me an idea for colouring. But sometimes if they are doing hairstyle, a hairstyle consultation on top of that, then it's really good for me to gauge their face shape. And then we can sort of look at cuts and uh, styles to suit their face shape. So. That's the starting point, and then they'll come in for a consultation. So that could either be just a color consultation, or as I said, the butterfly package is a style and color, 
I could be style and colour and hairstyle, so there's lots of add-ons, but really the basic is the style and colour. Um, and I carry up my in-person consultations in my studio in Straben. It's got everything I need there. It's got all my colour tools. It's got all my clothes that I use for demos. So they'll come in and we'll do a consultation. I like, again, to do this in a really educational way. And I'll use pieces I've got in the studio to just demo exactly what I'm trying to explain. Um, if we've got time at the end, I do a little sort of try on just to help elevate their style slightly. So it's simple things you'd be surprised, like just, you know, folding up their trousers slightly because maybe the trousers are too long. It starts to look a bit frumpy. Sometimes just adding some structure with a blazer or a trench coat or just a structured coat, a nice bag, adding some metallics. It can really transform an outfit. So it's, I love it when clients come in and we just do that at the very end with the clothes they've got on. And they're just shocked how simple some of these things are that can elevate their outfits instantly. So yeah, it's great. Amazing. And where is your favourite place to buy from? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, so I've, I find myself, like I'm such a dynamic person. I think what I look for personally, obviously what I look for clients is different sometimes depending on what they like. Um, but what I love are things are almost as individual pieces there's something different about them so I call them like you know they've got like an object of attention to it so I like um things that have maybe got a bit of drama to them like I like asymmetric styles for example I like harem trousers I like just anything with a bit of detail to it so I find myself just shopping different places but cost tends to be quite good for these kind of styles that I just maybe a little bit different and obviously with high street prices I don't like to pay too much for my clothes um because I whilst I love style and fashion and personal styling what I value more is living life and traveling so I would rather use the extra money for doing stuff like that but still obviously get decent quality pieces um that will still uh, stand the test of time but I'm always looking for deals I'm always looking for uh, the archives of like websites I love Reese I love Ted Baker um and yeah sometimes I'll use like brand alley secret sales anywhere I can get the same thing for but cheaper um and yeah just I think it's usually if I see an individual piece and if it's good quality I'll buy it that's what I look for and I'm not too bothered about this is my shop kind of thing so I shop from yeah variety of shops are you a fan of vintage I love vintage. I love vintage. So when I first got on board, weirdly, my husband started shopping on vintage first. And he said, <laughs> um, he's, you know, he was just excited about it. It's like, this is great. Like, I'm, I'm getting all these things. Like, I've got a Ralph Lauren, like, polo top for like seven pounds. And I was like, wow, I, I love the idea of that. Let, let me try it. So I remember going on it. I'm signing up, all excited to find all these things. And I was so overwhelmed initially. <laughs> um, I, I went off. I was like, no, too much. Don't like it. And then um, I was looking for stuff for the boys. And it was just like stuff that we're going to wear around the house. Uh, we've got a touring caravan, so stuff that would maybe take caravan and that would just get so dirty. And I thought, I don't want to you know, buy something new when it's just going to get worn anyway. So I thought, I'm actually going to go and vent it and see if I can find stuff for the boys. And actually what I did is what I teach people to do all the time is be very specific about what you want. So 
I love Zara a lot for the boys, so I just feel good. Zara, I don't know, long sleeve t-shirt, Zara, bandeau, something like that. And it came up with quite a few things. And, you know, it was things that were barely used, some of them new with tags. And I just love that I was able to get them for such a good price. And and then I thought, well, why do I why do I do the same thing for myself? Like, why do I not like be very specific about what I want? So one time I was looking for a white skirt. So I've just thought I don't have a white skirt and I can see I've maybe seen it on Pinterest or something. I can see myself wearing that quite a lot for different occasions. So I know that one of the brands I really like for basics is Reese. So I went on Vinted and Googled Reese white pleated skirt size 10. So I was very, very specific. And it came up with like maybe three options, which is great because you're not having to like scroll through all the other brands. And I found one that was actually new with tags and it was literally, I think, 7% off the the normal of retail price. So that was a great Mm -hmm. bargain. I think since then I've started to make more use of it if I'm really needing something. I think it's a really great site. And where do you get your fashion inspiration um, from? Uh, yeah, so I love I love Pinterest for inspiration, but actually in terms of designers, my two favourites, although they're complete opposites, um, but in terms of their designs, I love a combination. I would say I like I like Victoria Beckham's sort of uh, light straight lines, asymmetric style, that sort of dramatic nature, oversized. Um, style I really love that and I think it's so me but occasionally I love to add in like something completely different and that's where the Vivian Westwood picks in because obviously her styles are really wacky I wouldn't go for everything she sells but occasionally I'll find like one or two things I'm just like this is so wacky I just love it and it'll be like a one-off piece that I'll just add into my wardrobe so I'd probably say yeah just a combination of that but in terms of inspiration I love going on Pinterest and just see what I can get half the stuff half the time I don't even know who the models are or some London fashion week person strolling the streets but if I see something I like I always recommend this to clients as well just save it to a board call it your personal style and try and apply it to styles that you would actually wear so it's not just like inspiration that's not attainable (laughs) Um, mm-hmm. So I like to do that. Things that I think I could definitely wear that, but I love um, the maybe look of it. Then I'll always save it to like my personal style board. And it's great because when you're adding stuff to your wardrobe as well, you can look back on that board and then look at the styles and think, actually, it'd be great to have, you know, this pair of boots. So an example of that is this look that I'd seen, and it was like an asymmetric sort of um, midi blue skirt like a sky blue skirt and it was like a polonic jumper probably similar to what I'm wearing and it was a blaze on top of that and then this person or this model had worn it with um like gray metallic boots and I was because normally you know people would wear like black boots or brown boots but the gray metallic boots were just like this look this makes this look right this is amazing so I'd saved it to my board and I thought I'll need to look for metallic grey boots. So at the time, I'd Googled grey metallic boots, see what could come up. There was nothing that was coming up. And I've still kind of kept at the back of my mind. I thought, I'll keep looking, I'll keep looking. And then this year, I Googled. So I was away on holiday and I clearly had a bit more time to myself. And I thought, I'm going to just try and Google the grey metallic boots again. So I did that. And then they came up. Uh, Kurt Geiger had them on sale. You know how I love sales. I was on sale 
for like literally a fraction of the price. And it was grey metallic, pointed. Literally, it was no question. I bought them instantly because I have been waiting for those boots for the last three years. <laughs> so it was a great thing. That's an example of how you can really use that inspiration to to just maybe purchase a few new things that may be outside your comfort zone as well. For sure, yeah. I love that. Um, and you also have published a book. Can, tell me about that. Yeah, so I published a book in 2016 when I was pregnant with my first boy. And it's called The No Black Project. And at the time, um, like throughout my career, I always explore, I always learn more. And a lot of the stuff I teach my clients is stuff that I've developed myself over time. So I had obviously the basic training, but some of the things I was like, this is actually a thing. Like if you avoid too much black, you get much more wear out of your wardrobe. So I decided to come up with this concept of uh, just cutting down on the blacks that you've got and exploring with uh, other neutrals to create a sort of multiple outfits. So I called it the No Black Project and, um, you know, I called it a sort of life-changing way to create a, an effortless mix and match wardrobe because at the time, that's what I was experiencing was the effortlessness that I had by just wearing less black. And so it's done really well. I still get lots of sales from it. I get like a an email from Amazon to say you've got your sales for the month. So I, I get obviously people buying it from all over the world, which is just amazing that uh, Numba from Glasgow has published this book and it's being uh, read by people all over. But I also get clients that contact me after they've read the books. They'll say to me, I've actually read your book. I love it. I want to book a session with you to just explore this more. So it's always great when I get that feedback as well. Like it's so surreal to have that and I just love that I can help people in a different way because I remember thinking you know don't hold back just give as much as you can because you're thinking well if I give too much will anyone ever book a session kind of thing so I just remember thinking right I'm just gonna give everything and you'd be surprised it's a different way for someone else to learn not everybody's gonna book a consultation but equally, um, some people are just happy to read books and learn from books. So I thought it's, a, it's, it's another way for me to give back. Um, and, you know, it's not a big profit earner, but it's, I think it's just great for to have something out there that people can learn from. So you're saying that people who cut down in black in their wardrobe actually find it easier to find things to wear. A lot of people would probably think I'm going to wear all black because it's easy. Why do you think that actually it makes it more difficult? Okay, so, so society is drummed into us. We are black, we are black. Black is slimming, black works with everything. And just buy black. So what I've realised over time is just sort of exploring styling and putting outfits together is black's a great colour, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love black, I suit black. So some people don't actually suit black, but I actually suit black. So I love it, but I find black only really looks good when you do it as a monochrome. So black and white looks amazing. Black and grey, amazing. Uh, black with maybe some warmer neutrals as well can look okay, although I'm still not keen on that look. So like matching black, for example, with um, tan, I still think it looks quite forced. So yeah, as a monochrome, it looks great, but also black on black looks great. So when you see someone that looks amazing in black, notice how they've worn it. It's usually as a monochrome or just black on black and that can look really stunning but also I find that can look also great if the piece that someone wearing is like a statement piece so for example 
you know, if you notice someone wearing black on black, it's usually the, the outfit they're wearing, like, it's an amazing piece, right? It's maybe a little black dress for nighttime. It's maybe got a wee bit sticking out, you know, like, it's just a statement. It doesn't need anything else. It can look really amazing. So what I've noticed happens is people take that and be like, right, okay, if I just buy black, I can wear it with anything. So then they try and match, like, black with, like, orange, which, unless you're going for Halloween look, it really doesn't blend in. So we're trying to get, because the whole point is trying to build this capsule, right? So we're trying to make things effortless in blending. So you can you can match any color, you know, don't get me wrong. You can wear anything you like. But I think for a lot of women, a lot of my clients, they want it to be effortless. They want it to look effortless. They want it to look quite blended together. And that's what creates the effortless style. So when you bring black in, and try and like wear it like black trousers, fuchsia pink top. Again, we're not getting that sort of blended effect. It looks really harsh. I don't think it looks like particularly stylish. It just looks like you've thrown it together. You're not sure what you're doing, kind of thing. Um, but the minute you swap with dark navy, so it's not just any navy. It has to be like the darkest navy, almost black. That's the universal neutral. That society <laughs> completely forgot to tell us about because that shade. Works amazingly with uh, neutrals. It makes works amazingly with colour. You can match that with fuchsia pink. You can match that with bright green. You can match that with orange. You can match that with purple. Any colour looks more elevated with a dark navy. So another universal neutral is an ivory. So ivory suit everybody suits the dark navy, obviously, but also everybody suits ivory. And ivory suits any colour as well. So if you wanted a lighter alternative, it's a grey colour. So imagine you had, you know, for example six different styles of tops maybe a t-shirt a blouse uh, a jumper and maybe like four dark navy tops you could literally have any bottoms you wanted because those colors will work really well with everything so that's why i always think well you don't actually need black it's a nice to have i think i think it's great to have it maybe a pair of shoes leather trousers a bag but we don't actually need as many pieces as we think we need in black. And actually what we should be having more of is the dark navy and the ivory, which are going to give us access to wear all these other colors or patterns. So for me, if I'm spending the money buying something, I think a better investment is to do it in the other shades because I know I'm going to get more wear out of it. And I just think it looks more elevated. It looks more expensive. It looks great it looks effortless and that's exactly what my clients tell me they want they want the effortless and the elevated look which i mean the color is doing it for you when you do it that way so yeah much as i like black i'm a firm believer that i think if you reduce not cut out completely where it sometimes but i think we're in on its own where it's monochrome and you're not having to match color with it but the minute i think for clients that want to wear more color it's not a great choice for color yeah completely no yeah it's so interesting isn't it navy's the way to go so someone's yeah. listening to this and they think okay i really need to create a capsule wardrobe what would your advice be to them where do they start so to build a capsule wardrobe i think you have to start from almost create style goals like what are your goals even for like start off for the next few months what are your goals like what what kind of things are you working on in your life? What kind of events are coming up? And then just do it slowly. So do it in a small section. 
my recommendation is to actually just buy a random, just a small clothing rail. Just set it up somewhere and start off with pieces that you, you feel you're going to reach for for the next, say, three months. So, for example, if most of your time you're going to spend working and you have like a navy pair of trousers that you just reach for when it's the sort of work thing, you would have that in your capsule. Um, and then maybe pick another couple of things. So my general formula that I teach to, to clients is the basic capsule formula would be uh, four bottoms, six tops, and two outerwear. So that's the basic. You can also add on to that, but that's the kind of basic. Obviously, dresses. Dresses are great for a capsule, but they're great as add-ons because obviously you're not getting as much wear from dresses. You're not matching tops with them. So these pieces are more for kind of bottoms and then you can add dresses on top of that basic capsule formula. So once you have that, obviously that doesn't include accessories. I would maybe add like maybe three pairs of shoes, uh, maybe two bags and maybe like two necklaces or whatever, some metallics. And so if you're starting off with that, it's actually not a lot of pieces. You can put them on your clothing rail. So start off with the bottoms. So even as when you're getting dressed, I always recommend starting off with your bottoms first. And that bit, that's because that dictates the occasion, right? So if you're going for like a nice lunch with friends, you're always going to think, well, is it a nice day? Shall I wear a skirt or shall I wear jeans or shall I wear uh, those wide leg trousers or a dress? That's the most important piece that is dictating the occasion. So go for that first and then find a top to match that. Um, so for example, if you've picked like navy wide leg trousers, Again, it depends on where you're going, especially if you're trying to do the smart casual thing. If you've gone smart in your trousers, I'd always recommend doing the opposite in your top. So, you know, for example, if it's tailored trousers, you'd maybe want to then go for a t-shirt. So dress it down slightly. So t-shirt or jumper. And that will dress it down. And then pick your outerwear. And then always do your accessories last. And that's because you're using your accessories to almost fix your outfit, right? So if your outfit is very patterned, right, you're probably going to wear less you know, pattern your accessories, you maybe go for just a simple metallic necklace. So you're always trying to do the opposite in your accessories. This comes back to like creating your capsule. Have your four bottoms and make sure the tops that you pick, the six tops match physically um, the four bottoms and make sure that you're happy with the combinations. So don't just have them on your rail and you've not tried them on. So make sure you try all the combinations, make sure you're happy with that. And then make sure you pick two outerwear that also goes with the outfit. So try the different outerwear and make sure you're happy with like two. So that pretty much creates your capsule. So from that, if you imagine not even having the accessories or the outerwear, you get at least 24 outfits from just the four bottoms and six tops. So then by the time you change the outerwear, uh, change your shoes, change your bag, change your accessories, literally you've got over 30 outfits like very easily from having that capsule so as a starting point i think if you maybe want to explore you maybe don't even have time to do a full wardrobe clutter that's where i'll start and actually doing that will get you excited and it will make you look at your wardrobe in a different way and it'll help you actually uh, take all the clutter away that's maybe not serving you at this in this season of your life yeah just focus on what you need for like the next season instead of like getting overwhelmed with like all this stuff in your wardrobe for sure you also do some makeup courses as well because I guess makeup's quite a personal thing. How do you advise people? How do you even know what works and what doesn't? Yeah. Um, so with the makeup consultation, um, it's 
it's about i think having the technique so a lot of women that come in honestly like look amazing like even for the style on color all my clients look amazing and you know people think well, if i get style help it's because i look terrible no you don't look terrible what you're trying to do is to elevate your look so take it to the next level be more mindful about what you're buying and that's what clients want they want to take the next level so Sometimes the makeup becomes part of it because it's maybe someone that's sort of stuck in the right, that always done the makeup the same way. But also things could have changed and sometimes the change prompts people to get in touch. It could be the skin's maybe a bit more mature, the colouring's changed, they've been on more holidays, so it's maybe more tanned. Or they just don't fancy having too much foundation on like they did when they were younger. So I guess the whole experience is and maybe trying to add in some new products that work for their skin at that stage of their lives and also maybe having a technique that's actually easier to do day to day because I'm aware you know like probably like me a lot of people don't have a lot of time they want to spend that time in a meaningful way maybe with family friends or they may be just busy with work my whole aim because that's kind of my values as well like I I, I don't like to spend time you know getting dressed I don't want to spend too much time to make up on so for me, with my consultations, I've honed it in such a way that it's easy to do. You're not spending as much time doing it. I'm not interested. I mean, there's so many fancy ways you can do it, and it takes you two hours, but nobody's got two hours, right? So for me, is can you do your makeup and look decent in five minutes? Can you get dressed and put a decent outfit on together in five minutes? If you can do that, I think you're winning at life, right? Uh, so the makeup's the same. So what I do is I'll do like, I'll teach them how to do it kind of, so five minute look. And in this case, it's about, well, what's the priority? What's going to make a big difference, but not having too much on. So for me, you know, for example, skin's a big thing. Like if your skin looks good, your skin tone looks even, you're not needing much else, right? A bit of lip color for me is also important as well, because I think it creates and makes you look it makes you look a bit more put together, but also it can really blend in with the colours that you're wearing as well. Um, so those two things, if you can just do that bit of mascara, you're going to look put together, right? So that's like a sort of two minute look. If you've got a bit more time, I teach uh, clients how to do a daytime look as well. So daytime look, you've got maybe got yeah, a bit more time. You've maybe got time for eyeshadow, um, maybe just some lighter shades, very subtle. And then we do an evening look. But all of it is still very laid back. Like most of my clients live in a, in the country, right? Like it's you're not going for like a crazy night out in London. So it's just simple techniques that you can always layer more. I always um think the technique's important and then if it's maybe evening, you add a bit more product, maybe go dark on your eyes, but the technique is exactly the same. And I think that's what clients appreciate is that it's really easy to do. Easy is the word here. <laughs> Do you follow trends? Ah, good question. Um, yes and no. So no, because I prefer clients to have their own style. I think what you're prioritizing is definitely things that work, works for you as an individual. So what works for your shape, what works for your coloring. And I think that's more important than trends or anything else. However, what you don't want to do is be stuck in like a 20 year ago trend, right? Because there's a fine line. I think it's okay not to follow trends, but I think when it's so old fashioned to the point where it stands out, that's where I think you kind of then get the problem. 
Um, so I think it's quite good to balance it out. Have a bit of both. I always have my classics that I'll invest in. But occasionally I might see a trend that I like and I think it's me in terms of personality, which I think is important for people to do. Look at something and you think, actually, I quite like that. It's a bit dramatic. It's a bit in, in line with me. Then why not um, add it onto your wardrobe? Um, so I do follow trends just because it's my job to do that. Just keep up to date, but very loosely. Um, I think, as I say, the most important thing is um, working with your own personal style and personality. Trends, you can take or leave it. And I think that's a good stance to take when it comes to trends. What are a few easy ways that people can elevate their outfits immediately? I love that. So there's this formula that I teach uh, in my course. So my course is called Elevate Your Style in Six Weeks. And it's with the Personal Style Academy. So one of these formulas that people absolutely love when I do this is um, it's called the love formula. Obviously, I've I've made that up. (laughs) I think it sounds amazing. Um, So basically, if you can have these elements in your outfit, your outfit's more likely to look stylish instantly. So you could be wearing the same thing, but then adding these things on will just elevate it. So L is for a line around your torso. So that line could be a, a cropped jumper or top. It could be tucking something in loosely, you know, like the French tuck from Queer Eye, that kind of idea. Could give you the line. It could be a waistband line. So any kind of line, a wee bit more around the torso rather than closer to your hips is better. Um, so try and implement that. Or sometimes it could be wearing a belt. If maybe something's quite straight, shapeless, just putting a belt on will give you that line that you need. So that's the first one. And then the O is for object of attention. So something that stands out in your outfit. It doesn't have to stand out in terms of colour. It could just be maybe a texture. It could be anything. But you'll see it when you see it, right? Because sometimes people put an outfit on and I'm like, well, everything's so neutral. Where is the object of attention? And then the minute you add like maybe a green bag, there you go. There's an object of attention. Something that stands out. So that's important to do as well. It could be an accessory. It could be anything. So that's the O. And then the V is for creating a V-shape around your neckline. So when you create a V-shape around your neckline, it elongates your sort of top half. And it, it just looks like, it looks slimmer and taller, I guess. So it's, it's quite appealing to the eye. Um, so you can have the V by having a V-neck top or V-neck dress. However, you don't always have to do that. Like I quite like my high neck tops just because I'm always told. So another way to add the V would just be wearing that necklace and that would do the same thing. It would draw the eye down and give you the V that you need. Um, so the other V is to do with your footwear. The more tapered in your footwear is, the more likely it's going to look, again, more elongated and therefore more elevated. So it doesn't have to be pointed. Pointed is great, obviously. But as long as it's just tapered in and not too rounded, it's going to look a bit more elevated in terms of your footwear. So that's a V. And then the E is elevate. So things that are instantly going to elevate any look, even if you're wearing leggings, right? So those things are, one, structure. So you need structure from your jackets or coats. So a cardigan's not going to do it. So you need blazers, uh, long lightweight coats, trench coats, anything like that will easily elevate any look, even if you're just wearing like skinny jeans and a t-shirt. The other thing that offers you the structure that you need in your outfit is a structured bag. So instead of going for a squishy bag, a more structured bag will add that uh, structure as well to your look, which will instantly elevate it as well. Um, and the other thing that will elevate, which is still on the E, 
is your metallics. So you can have other types of jewelry, but I just feel metallics just elevate a look instantly, make it look a bit more polished. So that's one thing I would add on. So that could be stud earrings, it could be a necklace, it could be rings, it could be anything. A watch, anything metallic that you can add to your look, bracelet, all that will help. So if you can do that, you literally can do that tomorrow. You can do that today. Like literally notice, thank me later, but notice how quickly it elevates your look. <laughs> I love that. What's the importance of dressing for your body type? Um, so I, I mean, when I trained to do sort of body types, it was the um, initial like rectangle and um, oval, uh, pear shape. So it was all these traditional shapes. And I think I remember doing it with clients and remember feeling really uncomfortable saying it like you've got a rectangle shape like I just think it's not very empowering for women so since then I think things have moved on a little bit so we're now using letters which I think it's better because you don't associate any stigma with a letter right it's, it's just a letter bit out of it so you get about seven different body types give or take so you get like an eight for example which would be like a, an hourglass there's actually two types of hourglass you get an x and an eight and then you've got an H, which would be typically a rectangle. You've got an A, which would be like a sort of triangle up here. So there's all these shapes that have come in, which are so much better. And I feel like in the way in their descriptions are, are a bit more accurate as well. Um, so the importance of dressing for your shape, everybody's different. So although I try and narrow it down to a shape, people will be different within that shape as well some will have a bigger bust some will have a smaller bust the most important thing to do with shapes is to use it as a starting point but then really look at your individual proportions also have an aim like what are you trying to do when you're getting dressed are you trying to how are you trying to come across are you trying to wear things that are a bit more fitted are you trying to enhance your waist are you trying to enhance your legs are you trying to enhance your face so have an aim in mind, and when you have an aim, you can actually work your proportions more than your shape. And when you do that, I think you're more likely to feel comfortable. So, for example, I'm an A shape, which is what would be typically here or a triangle. And one of my biggest things for me is, in terms of dressing, what I call dressing for my shape, is I'm bigger on my bottom half than my top half. So proportionally, I really want to have that balance where like, my bottom doesn't look too big, my top half doesn't look too small. So ideally, my aim is to expand my top half so that it equals my bottom half, because there's nothing I can do about my bottom half, but there's a lot I can do in my top half. So my choice of clothes have always got that in mind. So it's not very strict as in I need to wear this or I need to wear that. Whatever I see has to have that item to it. So the jump I'm wearing, for example, has got um, horizontal stripes, which is fine for me because horizontal stripes expand. I'm fine expanding, right? So I'll go for that. If I see maybe a colorful top or a pattern top, great, because I can expand on my top half. If I see huge big lapels, great, because I can expand on my top half. So there on my bottom half, I'm trying to really not add any more because it's already, you know, bigger. So the styles I'll be looking for will be reflective of that. So I'm not going to go for like pockets on my hips. I'm not going to go for a lot of lighter colours. I'll do lighter colours, but maybe only if they're high-waisted and showing off my waist. But if they're just sitting on the low end of my waist, they're obviously going to expand like white skinny jeans. That just expands my bottom half. So I'm not going to go for that look, right? So I'm always trying to be like, well, what can I do? Well, I'm trying to expand. 
and then pick styles that are in line with that. And for me, that then feels comfortable because I'm receding my bottom half. It's still there and I can see it. Occasionally I'll show it off, but a lot of the time I actually don't want to. I want A-line skirts that just came over. Um, so by doing that, I feel comfortable and I feel great. And, you know, people think I'm slimmer than I am. I'm really not. But, and that's the advantage of dressing figure shape is you're naturally enhancing the bits that you want people to see, i.e. for me, it's my waist or, you know, the bottom of my leg, which is very slim. So then automatically appears, you know, like I look taller or slimmer. Not that I want to do these things, but it's it's a look that makes me feel maybe more comfortable because I'm not drawing attention to it. I don't want to draw attention to it. Yeah, for sure. You've got to work with what you've got and enhance it. And I think it's so important to understand that. That was a great, great examples as well. Yeah. So, so what is the one item that you're going to be wearing as a staple through autumn? Ooh, autumn. So autumn is, do you know, I'm, I'm missing the summer already. <laughs> like I love the heat. Um, but equally, autumn's not too bad. It's not too cold. So spring and autumn, I can handle. It's the winter I'm not really looking forward to. Uh, so for me, I think autumn, I love... Um, I don't know if I can pick one piece. I think I'll pick two. Is that okay? Can I pick two? Um, so the first piece is I love my um, high neck tops. And I think I just, you know, whilst I love a v-neck and it's so flattering, you know, for most of my clients, I would always take a v-neck or something a bit of space up here, like a square. I just, I love being cozy. So high necks for me are great. But I think that also works so well for me because I've got really short hair. And a long neck so they just they just work right so for me I think having the high neck's great because I can also layer underneath the cold so I've got quite a few now that I've been built up over the last few years and they're gonna be coming out to be worn almost every day and I can wear them with jeans I can wear them with like my wider leg tailored trousers so I just love they're so easy I can wear them with like anything uh, so that'll be a big thing for me but also outerwear is key I love that you know one of the things in this country I love is the fact that we can do outerwear and actually make it a thing and make it amazing so I've got my trench coats all ready to go I've got my just like my long lightweight coats that I can throw on over like my jumpers so that's gonna come on but I love how quickly that can elevate an outfit as well like you could be wearing jeans and a jumper like I mostly do round about where I live and just the outerwear can really, really elevate that look. So whether you're wearing trainers or boots, I think the outerwear really makes it. So that's, I think, probably the two pieces of the that are, I'm excited to wear. You didn't seem quite convinced about the excited about autumn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, anything cold is not good for me. I love, uh, do you um, know, I was raised up in Zambia. Yeah, so I moved here when I was 17, and I think maybe having that upbringing is somewhere hot, is just like it just sticks, you know, it just sticks. But I've learned to cope with the weather. I have lots of candles round about the house, literally dotted around the house, and I just put candles on, and we've got um, fire that we put on. <laughs> we've not got it on yet, but I don't think it'll be much longer before we start having it on again. So all these things help and my cozy jumpers. So I'm all good. Don't worry about me. I'm sorted. I can do this. I can handle it. So people listening to this, if they can have one key takeaway that they're going to remember when approaching their fashion, what would it be? Oh, I think there's lots I could say, but 
listen to yourself and what you like there's something in what you like and that is your personal style if you like something then that's you especially if you're still thinking about it but I think the main thing is try and be methodical about it try and really when you're when you're shopping for things try and really make sure you really want it and you really need it for your wardrobe and if you can do that and just buy things that are maybe that you love maybe a little bit different I feel some stylists might disagree with this but and I know you can throw anything on and make it look styled but I think if your individual pieces are great as in you know for example if I'm buying a skirt it's like has to be like amazing it's maybe asymmetric it's maybe got a lovely fabric like it's it's amazing on its own and if I buy like a jumper again it's maybe something different about it it's maybe the fabric it's maybe the fact it's a polonic the wide sleeves so something that makes it different so imagine if all your pieces were like that you absolutely love them because there's something different about them when you then go to throw on an outfit together whether that's doing a school run or you know going out for a lunch or dinner you can just throw those pieces on, apply a few styling techniques like the love goal I talked about, and you always look great. It's as easy as that. So that's one thing I would say is just be strict with your purchases, be strict with your decluttering. If it's not serving you, if it's not working for your lifestyle right now, just get rid of it because you don't need that in your life. You need less rather than more. And those pieces, if they were great, they're good quality, they'll last, stand the test of time, but also you can literally just throw them on, which is what I do. I throw things on and people always say to me, but you always look amazing. Some of the time, I feel like I'm cheating the system because literally everything, even home jumpers, I bought nice home jumpers. You know how like before everybody buys these, well, they buy like the oldest things, like the most torn jumpers or like bobbly jumpers and they wear these things at home, but that's not going to make you feel good either. So. If you're lacking in home clothes, buy mm-hmm. home clothes, but buy yeah. nice home clothes. I think you can do that. You feel great, but also you just look put together regardless of what you wear and you're sorted. You don't need as many things. So good. So good. And where can people find you online and your website, social media? Um, so online, you can get my website. So we've just launched a brand new website, which I'm really excited about. It's been a long time in the making. And I think I've just streamlined a lot of my packages and consultations to the ones that I think over the years I've just found work as well. And it means I'm not spreading myself too thin as well. Yeah, so my website is www.stylemeflawless.co.uk. So you can find me there. And the contact form, you can reach out um, through the website. But also my email address is stylemeflawless.live.com. So you can contact me through my email. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. I have not been as consistent on it because I've been working on my website recently. Um, but I'll be getting back to updating it a lot more frequently like I did. Uh, very soon and so my instagram is just so style me underscore flawless and my facebook is just again at style me flawless all one word so you can find me on those platforms amazing i'll link all those below as well so people can click directly on and check them out thank you so much nimba for coming on today i feel like that was such an interesting discussion and all of the stuff you are saying it makes so much sense but you really don't realise it until someone actually points it out to you. So I think, yeah, you'll probably have caused chaos in a lot of people's homes now. It'll be all on vintage, selling everything. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, Vinter is a place to be, honestly. It's amazing. But no, thank you so much for having me, Emily. It's been lovely talking to you. And um, yeah, keep in touch. Thank you.